Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our Twenties podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Sorry that I sound so sniffly. Allergies are terrible. All good. Allergies even in California. Yep. You're going to just hear me sniffling through the whole podcast. So like, I apologize in advance. It's not <laughs> It's the worst. It really is. But hopefully everyone is surviving out there with all of the, all of the allergies, all of the sicknesses that are roaming around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're, we're just wishing everyone some health. Always. I feel like we've been wishing everybody health for the past like two years. Yep. So yep. <laughs> doesn't stop here. <laughs> it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Um, but hi, bud. Happy Monday. I feel like I just want to catch up with my friend today. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And for anybody that's um, waiting for me to taste pickles, I really, I didn't FaceTime Julia. Therefore, I really did not know what to do. Oh my God. I forgot. You forgot too. Let's okay. Be honest. Let's be honest let's, here. Let's I forgot. Okay. Next week. I know. Here's the thing. Lindsay's definitely going to listen to this episode and be like, they're such liars. I know. We're really going to get, we're really going to get, get you we're, we're actually going to get some negative reviews about being. Oh no. Un, we're unreliable. Can you set a calendar reminder right now? Yeah, and I'm gonna do it not just for myself. I'm gonna do it for you as well. Yeah, yeah. So we, I really want this to happen. We just, we just forget. I'm probably going to go to the supermarket next Saturday. Okay, perfect. And then so we could record I, next Sunday. Perfect for pickle. Brenda's pickle, pickle off, pickle tasting okay. so I'm gonna set a reminder for next Saturday but I'm also gonna do a little just in case reminder for just like during work for myself okay um, okay definitely put it in for Saturday morning before you go to the supermarket and like put it on your supermarket list pickles pickles okay perfect all right you, you continue onward onward and upward we next week everybody we just we just wanted to grow the anticipation honestly yep that's that's it we just want to get you excited Mm-hmm. And hopefully you are. So keep being excited. Pickle tasting next week. Um, but first, this week and every week, it's time for Pride and Pickle. Yeah. yeah. Um, my pride this week, my pride um, is that I really feel just like so good and secure in my romantic relationship right now um I don't know I mean not that I don't always or something but I just feel like extra like I think I've been recognizing lately how much more secure I just feel all around and I I think Mm -hmm. about how many instances where I've felt just like so unworthy or so much anxiety that honestly I'm not even sharing it for anything other than I'm really grateful that I didn't let those things get in the way of like sabotaging things for me because I I do. And I think a lot of us are guilty of that, yeah. that sometimes when we feel like get a, a moment of anxiety or a rush or something like that, it's almost like we want to run away. At least I have that tendency sometimes, mm-hmm. even if nothing's wrong, yeah, like I yeah. just want to like escape the discomfort, even if it's starting within my own brain. But um, yeah, I'm just really grateful one for just like the connection that we've built and 
the like flow and ease that it feels like we have in our day-to-day that like we didn't even plan for I guess um and I'm grateful to myself for not letting that not letting me give up on something so special for no reason Mm -hmm. and um to give hope to anybody who might be in a place right now where they're uncomfortable or overthinking or like adding meaning where it doesn't belong that like it doesn't always have to be that way either mm-hmm. so I would say that's my pride um and my pickle is that I discovered another toxic trait of mine or at Ooh, least acknowledged it we love we love um it's that I open things like a gorilla so whether it's mail whether it's like a package like whatever it is I open it as if like my my thumbs don't work oh oh like, that's very true like that's how you open snacks like yes, that is yes. how you open like like cracker bags and like chip bags. Crackers, cereal. Wow, like, it's, it's really it's, true. It is. And it's so funny because now even like at work and granted, you guys know Liz, she's been on the show, but she'll pass me the mail now when it comes in. Very official. Um, and then I'll go to like open it. And she's like, you know what? I got it. You can read it, but I'll open it. Or like anytime I go to open a cereal box or something, Chris will take it out of my hands and do it. No, I, I have noticed that about you when it comes yeah. to snacks, for sure. It's so true. Like, why? I I just, yeah, I don't know. You're you're excited, perhaps? Maybe. You're just excited. Yeah, you're right. Let's, let's attribute it to that. Right. It's excitement. It's joy. It's joy. We'll leave it at that. Anyways, Drew, what's yours? <laughs> um, My pride is also about my relationship this week. So last night, Nathan and I had a date night. Um, not that we don't like to do that all the time, but we were like special date night because he got a new apartment and a new job. And so I was like, I want to cook us like a really nice dinner to celebrate everything. Cause we haven't gotten, cause we've been so busy. We haven't gotten the time to just like sit down the two of us and like really like soak it in. So, um, yes, excuse my sniffling. Um, so last night we did like a date night and I cooked like this ginormous meal and like we did it together and we had like music going and we made cocktails and it was so fun and um I just think it's like and we looked at each other we were like is this the best night we've ever had ever like I just think we like both were having so much fun and I just think it's so important to remember to like set aside like real quality intentional time like that Like, yeah, like we hang out all the time, just the two of us, like at night during the week, but like, we're both like working or like, you know, we're just like eating quick and like watching something on TV, like, cause it's the end of the night and whatever, but to set aside, like, okay, we're going to set aside this whole night, like from 5 PM on to just like have real intentional quality time together. It was so fun and like we both just had the best night ever and like it's just so it's just such a good reminder that like even if you see someone all the time it's really important to be intentional about your time and I think we can forget that when we're like well I see him every day you know and not not that like anything was like I was feeling like distant from him or anything at all it was just like so extra fun and so extra fulfilling and I just think it was a really good reminder to do that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that we can do that not just with like relationships, but any relationships. Yeah, like with our friendships too. Do. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's, I, I do that even with, with Liz sometimes who we had on the show, like we work together, we go to the gym together in the mornings. I see her constantly, but there's something like super different about even when we go on just like a walk during the work day where it just feels like nothing else is distracting us. Or even with Chris, like there, 
I, I think sometimes I've been thinking about this a lot when it comes to time I've spent with my mom. So sometimes after work, I'll go and I'll um, see my mom after work, but I don't feel, and nobody like, I don't know how to describe it, but I don't feel as like fulfilled, not because like any time with her is special to me, but I feel like because I'm somewhat distracted Mm -hmm. and I know that she is too, Mm -hmm. that like, no matter how present we want to be, it's hard to be because work is calling or maybe it's a night where we have to podcast. Like there are so many other factors where it's like, there is something so special about not having anything else and just like being there in the moment. So it's something I'm trying to carry into even on a work night. And it doesn't mean it's going to be that way every night, but um, I'm trying to cultivate that more, even on nights where it feels like you can't be as intentional just because or else I always honestly have like a feeling of regret. Like I regret not being able to detach more. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you're busy, like, especially during the week and, and not to take away how wonderful time is just being in the same room as someone, because that is like such a fulfilling thing. And so wonderful, but it is extra special when you do like when whoever's involved is like, we are here. This is an intentional time that we're going to do this thing. Like it just is, it's just really important to our relationships. Like even with you and me, like we see each other like two to three times a week, but usually it's for work and it's so different when we get, and I love that. And I love getting to see you and catch up with you and talk about all the things that we talk about on this show and with our guests, because that's unbelievably fulfilling, but it is so special when we get to have real just friend time unlike not work time you know for sure yeah and I think it's it's funny because I think people do assume that and we used to even when we lived in the same freaking time zone we used to experience where we would have to have time specifically apart because just like right we'd be like this is friend time we're not gonna talk about podcasts exactly and it's weird because it's also like a lot of the stuff that we would talk about on the show it's not like we're hiding things and don't talk about it during our we do but it's just it's a different like intention it's a different place Mm -hmm. where our like minds are in or where I don't know what depends on where our focus is so I agree and I think a lot of people used to be like what you talk to Julia all the time I'm like I I speak to her words come out from me to her but it's just different (laughs) I totally agree like that's exactly how I feel like yes I know I'm talking to her all the time but I feel like I haven't gotten to talk to her like it's so funny but yeah so just a reminder like if you have some time today or this week like set aside some intentional time with someone that you really love it's so yeah, we just had the best night. And it was so funny because I cooked like this, like really ridiculously like um, indulgent meal, I'll call it. I ha- like made homemade mac and cheese, uh, homemade mac and cheese for appetizer, then filet mignon and homemade French fries and garlic and Parmesan mushrooms for dinner and Ooh. then brownie homemade brownies for dessert. And it was so fucking good. Oh my God. I am a chef. Um, Nathan was like, this is better than the restaurant. Wow. I know. That's gotta be a really good feeling. It was real. It, it really came out really good, but I literally cooked for like hours. Cause like all the prep time and like, but we had yeah. so much fun doing it. We were like drinking and listening to music. It was fun. But um, the funniest thing was Nathan was like, it's healthy. Cause you cooked it. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. You're like, that's actually not how it <laughs> like, works. That's actually not how it works. Like, that's a nice thought, but this meal is not healthy and it doesn't matter that I cooked it. It's still not healthy. That's like, I think that's like, really that funny that that's how his like brain, his brain like literally thought that he was like, it's healthy because you homemade it. Duh. <laughs> it's so funny. I think that's like a really common thing that people think. Right. 
Yes. No, genuinely. Like, I mean, like, just- maybe it was a little bit healthier than it would have been like if we went and ate it out because I used like good oil and like eliminated like a couple like extra things that maybe another a restaurant would put in, but it's still not healthy. Okay, so everybody knows how much I absolutely love skincare and how much I hate when your skin is like dry and dehydrated and crackly. It's not cute. It's not cute at all. Brenda was just talking to me about how her skin's feeling extra dry, but we have found the solution because one of my favorite brands, The Way, has come out with two amazing new products to help keep us moisturized and hydrated during this cold, cold winter. I'm talking about The Way Melrose Place Body Cream and The Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. I never really think about the cleanser that I'm using on my body, but it is so important to take care of our body just as much as we're taking care of the skin on our face. After all, our body is the biggest organ and we better take care of it and I'm going to with the way Melrose Place body cleanser because it balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue it gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather it's skin softening it has hydrating oils and it has high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil which I absolutely love and you can experience the new way Melrose Place body cream and body cleanser your body your way go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BELIEVE. Go get slippery and hydrated, girl. Hydration looks good on you. Everybody knows that Brenna and I are super big on habits and having and maintaining habits that help us live our best lives. And sometimes we need a little help tracking those habits so that we can make sure we're staying on top of things in order to reach our goals, whatever our goals may be. And that's why today we're talking about Noom. Noom is a great tool to help you track your habits in order to reach your health and wellness goals, whatever they may be, if you have them, which if you don't, all good. But if you have a health or wellness goal, Noom is a great tool to help you out. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. And again, this is so personal. And Noom understands that everybody's goals are unique and what works for someone else might not work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible. It focuses on progress and not perfection, which we love, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that is comfortable and right for you, whatever those goals may be. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. I love that. I don't know why that just reminded me. Remember when we first moved in here and I was having like apocalypse mentality that I would have not a single yes. dollar to spare and I therefore I bought the most random of things, including the haddock. We just disposed of the haddock because we <laughs> never used it. <laughs> you that? Can you reflect on that? Can you tell me like now looking back on it, why you might have felt that way? I think I just was like, and and I, and in a very like privileged, lucky way, I'm very grateful for this because I feel like little, little peaks of, of abundance have just been like flowing our way, which is very gratitude But I think I, 
like Whoa. was just so scared. Ratatouille? Yeah, I, I, said, I just oh. love that. Thank you so much. Gratitude. I really love that. That's really great. Okay, keep going. It's definitely a, a catchphrase of mine. Like nowadays, if if there was a, I actually constantly think about this too. If there was an action figure of me, what are the couple of things it would say? One of them would be Gratitude. Um, yes, yes. Wow, it <laughs> would. I think I was just really nervous of having nothing. Like, cause I remember in college, granted, like very lucky to have been able to go to college. But like, I remember that sensation of like, I don't know, overdrawing on my bank account or stuff like that. And being really embarrassed to ask for like money from my parents. I didn't have any at the time. So I think I was just worried where I was like, oh, um, if I, if I prepare and have everything, then like, I won't have this, this feeling of lack. And I think I'm really, which is interesting, I think, to put yourself in that type of situation. But I also think there is something about like, knowing that maybe you can be in a time of like lacking to an extent, but still like building confidence that you can figure it out. Mm, Um, So I was almost trying so hard to avoid that sensation that I went that I was like almost setting myself up for failure because I was buying things I didn't need. Right. So it's just really, it's really interesting. I don't know. But um, it's interesting to reflect on that. Yeah, it is. And and I think also figuring out like what, what you actually need versus what you might feel like you need in the moment. But I think that Julie and I have talked a lot on this show, maybe not as recently, but just about like experiencing discomfort in general. And I do think that something I'm noticing about myself more and more is that I do a lot of things to avoid feeling discomfort, like in preparation of that. Whereas I probably like would recognize it's not so bad if I did feel it sometimes. Can you give an example? Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know if it's like an association that I have with the idea of some sort of like restriction to in general, just based on like my relationship with it. But even like, um, I would say that I do restrict and restrain myself from things sometimes, but even like financially, right? Like even, um, whether it's lacking or whether it's all there or whatever, sometimes I'll like feel uncomfortable about not buying something or whatever. And as a result, I'll just get it. Or whether it is something like with, um, even if it is like with food or something where it's like, oh, you know, I should not be able to have this. And so I'll just have it. So I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I think sometimes I just prepare for not feeling, not wanting to feel that. Therefore I do the opposite, even if it's not like serving me. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I think we um, all can yeah. do that. Sometimes. Yeah. But like at the same time, anytime that I do experience discomfort, especially if it's something I was afraid I wouldn't like, like whether it is pursuing a goal or whatever, I, a lot of times like see the benefit in it, even when it comes Mm -hmm. to like taking a leap to, to move away from home and spend some more time alone. Like I was really nervous leading up to it. Cause I'm like, how am I going to enjoy my time alone? Or how am I going to do this or drive to work? But I've gotten used to so many of those things and I really love them and they've brought me so much joy. So yeah. Um, we're having um, the author of Fearless, Dean Sylvester, I think his last name is, on the podcast um, in a couple weeks. And so I've been reading his book and he talks, there's a whole chapter on like trying to, on reframing every obstacle as a teacher and like how, if we just have that like quick moment of reframing, how we su- we can suffer a lot less mm-hmm. and like so it's like whether it's you know you know something 
bad that happened in your life or a difficult situation or a, a bad encounter with someone or even like not liking like you know the president or like whatever it might be like some, whatever feels challenging trying to take a moment to be like okay well this is a teacher for me and like what can I learn from this and even if it's something that's out, so outside yourself and then it's not like a personal thing like something that's going on in the world perhaps like just to reframe it as it's a teacher what can I learn from this like I've been trying to do that in whenever I'm feeling like discomfort or yeah. obstacle and just taking a second to be like okay it's a teacher and it really it just that simple step of reframing it does it makes you suffer so much less because you're not resisting you're not fighting against it you're like this is what it is what can I learn from this how can I be better from this and it really it really makes a difference it totally does yeah I think something along those very same lines is with like some things happening for you um instead of to you I think it's like such a similar reframe in understanding the purpose not even understanding in the moment being hopeful or approaching something with the idea that like there is a purpose to it and I do feel like we both before Dean's book or whatever I, I think we both have embodied that a little bit more than at least we used to when we oh, were younger for sure yeah but I think a lot of it is because we've seen the results and the beauty from so many experiences that we didn't once understand the meaning of at first that over time, I guess, kind of revealed itself and what like purpose it was meant to serve. So I think that a lot of that for us is rooted in evidence. And I think that the more that we're able to shift and reframe and whatnot, the more that we'll continue to like get more and more evidence for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to check in with you because you've been taking on this no, new role at work and I wanted to know how it's going. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, it's definitely been a lot. I mean, there's so many different directions in which I could take it, but I appreciate you asking. Um, I think that in a lot of positive ways, I've been very impressed with the way that I've just like stepped into the role and with a lot of areas in which I was worried about whether it's financials um, of the company not of myself like financials of the company or like things that have to do with math or um, you know the day-to-day -day of it all like I was very nervous I'm like how am I going to actually step into this granted I'm like I'm not going to show this type of it's not weakness but I'm like I want to lead with as much confidence as I can mm. because there can be enough holes kind of poked in this that I want to just like believe and ask for help when I need it. Of course. Um, That's what a good leader does. Yeah. So I, I do feel like I've been like delegating things much better than I expected myself to have been navigating things I thought would be hard for me much better. Um, but then on the flip side of it all, I do think that I have such a tendency to get like in a hole of, even if it's not overwhelm, even if it's not stress, even if it's just whatever, just like just executing and it's fine. Like, where I don't move and then I don't move the whole time. And then like, don't go for my lunch break or whatever. And I know that's not, that's not a positive thing, but for some reason in the moment, I can't like detach myself from like continuing to do the work, I guess. That's hard um, because I feel like once sometimes it's hard to get into a place where we can be like super productive, like and focused so when we feel like we have that focus it's hard to break it because we're worried we won't get it back but like you'll get it back yeah no and I think so too I, I'm I'm still like kind of navigating I'm like I wonder if I'm just like afraid to drop 
the ball on something. And so I just feel like continuing to go on is. Yeah. Well, you have a lot more responsibility than you have before. So it is, that is going to be a learning curve in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Haley said a line to me from a show she was listening to. She said it, um, feeling an excessive sense of responsibility. I think that's what it was or exaggerated sense of responsibility. And I definitely feel like I feel Mm, like feel that an exaggerated Um, sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if it's real, even if it's the truth, it's like the feeling that you feel of like, oh, I have to carry this, this, and this. And yes. Um, so I have to give my all to it. So overall, I really am doing like very well in every capacity, like emotionally, physically, all that stuff. And I think I've been honest with myself about like where I need to kind of shift in order to make sure that I'm still like functioning in a way that I feel good in. Um, but I'm also just like proud that I don't think I've like allowed, I don't know, in other seasons. And it doesn't mean that like, I won't need rest or whatever, but I'm just proud that like, I haven't let myself lose sight of stuff that is important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, it's only been a week, you guys, but (laughs) I don't feel like it's something I would let myself lose sight of. So I'm leaning into the flexibility of being able to work from home once or twice a week. Um, Yeah, that rocks. And yeah, it really does. And I just kind of, I'm not asking and I'm just doing it. So anyways, <laughs> you're the boss, honey. So yeah. you can do it. You can do what you want. I guess so. Um, but yeah, you're the boss. How are things with you, Drew? You, you know, you need to ask me a direct question. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. How, well, you already talked about things with Nathan, which honestly, for some reason is like normally my, my first like curiosity just out of, I don't know. Yeah. Well, cause you don't I get know. to see us. Yeah, I guess that's, that's probably why. Um, but how are you feeling in your relationship to just things in the work world, whether audition related, whether your time, whether your focus, I know that's been something that's been like very top of mind before now. I mean, it's just hard to say there's just no, like, you know, every day is yeah. different and you know, it just, you just have to just yeah. move, do what you do every day. Like there's no... I don't know. There's not really an answer to it because like one day feels very different from the next because yeah. everything is always out of my hands. Totally. Do you feel like you carry out of curiosity? Like, do you feel like you start, and this is, I guess, genuinely with anything, but specifically this, um, do you feel like you start every single day with that mentality of like, this is a new day or do you have a difficult time detaching from the day before, depending on how that went? I think it depends. It depends on the week. I try to start every day with this is a new day. Yeah. Um, I definitely, that's usually the intention and which is why I have like my morning routine that I love. And um, so that's definitely an intention. I would, and I would say more often that is, yeah. that's the case, but some weeks suck and yeah. you know, sometimes you carry that with you, but that is definitely like the intention of every day. And also because like, like some days, like I'll have no idea what's coming my way. And then like in an hour, the day will be completely different than I thought it was going to be, you know? Yeah. No, honestly, I was asking that because I'm, I'm curious in general, and maybe we can wrap up our show solely because we have another interview to hop on. Um, Like some advice for people who maybe do have trouble letting go of Mm. things from the day before, because I was thinking about it for myself because just, I don't know, I, I woke up with like some lingering, just weird feelings. Don't know what to attach it to. Don't even know what to dive into for it. But um, it made me think about like the way in which I approach every day. And a lot of times I do have that like, oh, clean slate type of sensation. But other days I do think 
I don't know whether it's you're tired or whether you had an argument with a friend or whatever, like it's hard to detach from that. So if we had to put our brains together <laughs> to mm-hmm. give someone advice on how to release stuff from the day before and, and focus on, on now, mm-hmm. what would you say? I, for me, it really is. It's coming back to that routine and it's doing the things that like really ground me and make me feel present. Um, because when you do that, you remember that like, you can't change the past and you can't control the future. And all you can do is, you know, literally be where you are. Like you literally cannot not be where you are. So just a like reminder to get out of your head like that. So for me, that is doing my routines that I have in place because they really help me do that. Like doing 20 minutes of yoga, doing 10 minutes of meditation, taking ghosts for her walk. And like, it's as simple as that. And it helps me start the day on a cleaner slate and sometimes the things do linger but also like writing my wins at night the night before like that really helps because it kind of ends the night on a positive note even if maybe something throughout the day had gone not the way I'd hoped yeah um so really like I I I just really value that like those routines that help you help you start fresh and they really I really see those make a difference in my life yeah, for sure. And if you guys haven't listened to our episode with Rachel Gibbler from last Thursday, I definitely encourage you to do it because what Julia just said about the things that ground her made me think of a big point of conversation for us was like, if it's not journaling for you, it's okay. Whatever right. it is for you that is grounding is okay. And it might be different every day. So I really love that advice, Ju, because I think that not only is the answer to do the things that ground you, but to also get like, take some time to get clear on what the things that ground you even are and being okay with it being different than what someone else might find grounding. Um, And I think that sometimes, especially in your day-to-day Jew, where like your day might change before your eyes without your control or expectation. um, I'm assuming like establishing a a relationship to like, okay, like these things might change, but I'll find time for this a little bit later in the day. And I mm-hmm. really, really admire and respect you for that because I know that something I still actively navigate is like when things don't go as planned, I've gotten so much better at it. Mm-hmm. But I do think that I have um, just a very deep admiration for you in the way that you navigate just like things coming up and just continuing to, to do your best to flow through them. Um, because I know that a lot of my, I don't know if it's my personality or just the way I've set up my systems where I, I won't deny, I am a little thrown off sometimes when things go differently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was an, an admiration piece. And for anyone that is still navigating what it is that grounds them, I think that Rachel put it so well where she was like, what do you feel like you should be doing versus like what actually feels good? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I was struggling with that too. Cause I like see all these people like journaling and like talking about how fucking awesome their journaling is. And I'm like, I've tried so hard so many times to like journal and like, why is it awesome for you? And why is it not awesome for me? Like, yeah. and you know, but it, the truth is like, because something works for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Like you have to find, you have to find your things and it's going to be different from everybody else. So yeah, it takes trial and error sometimes like trying the things that maybe I do or trying the things that Brenda does. Like it's going to take some trial and error, but you have to, at the end of the day, you have to do what's good for you. And also like a second piece to just coming back to your earlier question of, you know, what to do to how to let things go and start a new day. Like I really, really, put have been putting a lot of 
energy on like what where's the joy throughout the day and like what brings me joy and how can I bring in more joy into my day every single day um because you know at the end of the day like what are we doing if we're not feeling happy throughout our day like and we we, as much as a lot of things are out of our hands we can control some of that like we can be intentional about bringing little joys into our day or just noticing the joys that are already around us and I think that that you know doesn't always fix it or it doesn't always make the day perfect but it definitely helps definitely helps. and finding yeah. joy in doing the things that like maybe aren't so joyful like trying to make them fun yeah for sure no that's really great advice too so for anybody listening go out today think about the things that actually bring you joy that bring you grounding feel the joy, appreciate the things that are in front of you, appreciate the people that you have around you. And while we're all on this, what seems like endless pursuit for this ideal life world systems, knowing that so much of that we're already living in and we might not realize it yet. Yeah. I want to share one thing and then we wrap up because we have to get to another interview, but uh, I was listening to Brene Brown as, as always. And um, she said that one year she had done this thing where every single day, she just took a picture of something that she thought was beautiful. Just a picture of one thing that she thought was beautiful that day. And like just doing that every day for a whole year, she was like, my whole life was completely different. Like just taking that one second to snap a picture of something beautiful. Um, And she's like, and I haven't been doing that like for the past like couple of years. And like, I, I noticed the difference. Like I noticed the difference in my life. And I just thought that that was so beautiful because it's so simple. Just taking a second to just acknowledge something beautiful around you to do that every day. Like we talk about habits all the time. And like, this is the whole basis of atomic habits that like, it literally just starts with doing something for one second. And that's how you build, you know, those habits and that. And I just thought that that was like, so awesome and and she was also saying like yeah like sometimes we can think like oh fuck like this year sucked like I didn't get anything done or this week sucked or this month sucked or whatever I didn't hit this goal or that goal or whatever and she's like just like look through your camera roll like when you're feeling that like you'll probably notice that you like had some really joyful awesome fun cool moments like even if it was a picture of like a really delicious latte you had like do your camera roll when you're feeling that because it's a good reminder of like oh, actually, no, like I've experienced a lot of good, even if maybe I haven't accomplished some things that I wanted to accomplish. And it's just those little reminders. I thought those were like really helpful. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And the way that you look at it, I know I sometimes have such like, I'm such a comparison. Eh, No, let's rewrite that. Um, I, I can sometimes when looking at certain things, like compare to either past versions of me or past moments or past whatever. And it's just like, the way that you approach it and like, wow, how, how grateful am I to have this? How, how joyful was this moment? I don't know. just like the way that you look at it is everything. So I'm definitely going to be intentional, but I just love that question. Like for even w- whether it's a picture, but I love saying like, what was beautiful about today? Or even if it's like a flower or like a cool house that you walked by or a pretty latte or like a dog <laughs> on the street, like whatever it is or the sky, like for yourself. 
or your fucking self. Yeah, Brenda, take a picture of yourself. <laughs> I love that. Okay, on that note, we really need to go. We have another we interview. We love you guys. Everybody have an amazing week. Take time to notice the beautiful things around you this week. And we will see you on Thursday. See you Thursday. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.